0: Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host Michael Trainer, and I'm extremely excited to be coming to you from Tulum, Mexico, where I have just received one of the most profound healings of my life. As many of you know, um, if you've been listening to the show regularly, I have uh, just spent uh, a couple of weeks in quarantine. Um, As a result of contracting COVID, I was extraordinarily fortunate that my case was very mild, Um, but it gave me a lot of time to reflect. And once I was uh, out of quarantine, I decided to uh, take some time to do some really, really deep uh, healing work as a part of my reset. And I wanted to share with you some of the insights I've had that I think could be helpful for some of you listening, because we are in a way amidst a collective storm. And in the last uh, week, I've had the opportunity to do uh, both a private healing as well as a ceremony, uh, working with a traditional medicine here in Mexico and a couple of extraordinarily profound indigenous um, elders. And one of the ceremonies was out in the jungle. And (laughs) as the ceremony started, it started to uh, downpour, to rain uh, torrentially. And I had no shelter, no cover. I did have an umbrella, but no one else there did. And I I felt somehow um, like I wanted to be in solidarity with everyone. And so I had this rather profound for me revelation that, you know, and I noticed that at first, like many, I was uh, besieged by a sense of fear. Oh, my goodness, I'm here in this all-night ceremony. And it just started, and I'm absolutely soaked, and it's the middle of the night how I'm going to make it through this storm. But when I started to settle into this notion of, well, how bad is it really? I started to assuage my anxiety and found a place where I could, if you will, take a stand. And it was interesting because on the way to the ceremony, I encountered a great deal of traffic and I, I saw myself uh, in a place of anxiety. And it felt like, and I'm sure all of us have been there, I wasn't moving at all. I was in a traffic jam, if you will. And what I realized was, I rem- I, I kind of reminded myself, you know what, no matter what, every traffic jam ultimately passes right every storm ultimately passes and so it's how we're being within that storm or within that traffic jam if you will that determines um our joy amidst the challenge and so one of the big epiphanies for me at the time was as i broke through the traffic jam and got into that free flow and how good it felt and as I weathered the storm, and in fact, if you will, danced in the rain, both literati- literally and figuratively, I realized that, you know, amidst the mud, amidst the muck, which is what I was dancing in, and I think what all of us are dancing in, in this collective moment of pandemic, there are very real you know, anxieties, there are very real fears, there is very real mud and muck, if you will, very real darkness. However, our choice within that darkness about how we respond to it, how we dance with it, if you will, is really up to us. And so this metaphor of doing this beautiful ceremony and dancing in the muck was profound, but I wouldn't say that the realization came to me uh, in the first instance. There was a, a several hours in which I was uh, very much in my head and moving through many of the roadblocks that hold me back, and perhaps synonymous with some of your journeys may hold you back. There was a there was a point in the ceremony where. Um, we were given uh, names, and these were these are fire names, and my egoic mind, my fear-ridden mind, was um, questioning whether or not I actually wanted to receive a new name, questioning whether or not I had somehow wound up in some kind of a, a cult, questioning all the things that the fear-driven mind does to create resistance. And... While those questions may not be entirely unreasonable, they, were, they wound up being quite poignant and beautiful because I wound up being one of the last to go as I questioned whether or not in actuality I wanted a new name. I was quite attached to my identity as Michael Traynor. And we were to declare these new names to the Sacred Fire. And the Sacred Fire in many indigenous cultures, I've been told, is the true shaman. It is the transmuter of, of negativity, the transmuter of challenge. It is what you offer both your prayers and intentions, but also your challenges too, so as to move through and create new space, new reality. And so for me, making a, a, a declaration to something I hold sacred was not a, um, a casual act, but as I found center and got clear in my in my heart, I decided as I saw this beautiful Wawatika elder giving these names that I trusted, and this was one of my intentions. One of my intentions was to release that which does not serve and to embrace that which does. And part of that was a renewal of trust. You know, I think many of us are going through a period where. We've questioned our trust. We've questioned our baseline reality because so much of it has been upended. So much of it has been turned on its head. And so amidst this challenge, I was questioning my trust of those around me, of leadership, of myself, and this mirrored a lot of my questions that I've been having as I watch the news, as I sit with this this period, which is now coming on a year of 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 pandemic, quote unquote. Not that I think the pandemic is not real, but but the if you will the aspects of the pandemic which are um, a construct of the mind. There's the very real, obviously virus, but then there's also the fear-based media which perpetuates a different type of pandemic, a uh, a fear and a contraction, an anxiety, if you will. And I was looking to step out of that contracted egoic identity, that fear-based reality, and step back into my heart, step back into a place of love, of possibility, of opportunity. And as I went to this uh, beautiful elder who was at the time entranced, I received a a healing, and I also received my new uh, fire name. And my new fire name is Yosali. And as I declared this name to the fire, I didn't actually know what it meant, but it somehow felt good to me. And as the ceremony came to a close in the morning with the sunrise, I had the opportunity to approach the marakami, the elder, who had hosted the ceremony and as the sun rise and as we collectively had embraced the fire and had embraced the rain and as we danced in the mud i realized that indeed we can weather the storm we can weather the storm together and when we focus our collective intention on the light on the possibility we can weather any darkness And as I asked the Marikami, what is the meaning of Yosali? He said to me something that was, for me, quite a powerful reckoning. He said, Yosali is the meteor. Yosali is the fire. Yosali is the sun. Yosali is the energy that binds us. It is the healing. It is the light in the darkness. And for me, what I realized was that which I most feared that, that notion of surrendering my identity, of embracing um, and trusting someone else to give me a name, which I may or may not resonate with, was in dancing with that resistance and ultimately surrendering and embracing this new ceremonial name, this new name which I declared to the sacred fire, Yosali, was actually a reminder of who I truly am. My essential nature, my essential self. The part of me that dances and is the light amidst the darkness. And I share this because I think many of us are contending with an individual and collective darkness. An individual and collective challenge. And all of us have that light which can illuminate our reality, that ability, if you will, to dance in the rain, to dance in the mud, to dance in the darkness, and to find that place of light. And so coming off this incredible ceremony with this sacred cactus and this tradition of, uh, of, of the, this beautiful uh, Mexican uh, indigenous tradition I felt a renewed sense of possibility, a renewed sense of who I am, who I am beyond my egoic identity, who I am beyond the fear, who I am when I choose to embrace the challenge. And in a way, my essential nature, because I believe when I am in a, a good way, in a, in a prayerful way, in a beautiful way, I am indeed attune with that light. I am Yosali. And so it was just a reminder, um, as the ceremony itself was, again, I, I hadn't been seeking out the ceremony, but I had been feeling called. And randomly in a yoga class, and then randomly again on my way back from Kazumel with a friend, two totally different strangers told me of of uh, if you will a breadcrumb that led to the trail that was this ceremony and that's the second truth i kind of want to share with with you all which is being again in the listening and what comes to you in flow and what feels forced one of the other essential truths that i that i think i've 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 really re- been tapping into lately is recognizing where I'm pushing up against the stream, pushing against the flow and trying to force something to happen. And when instead I am listening and following some of the signals, some of the 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 music, if you will, that is calling to me. And I believe in a way this ceremony was a form of music that was calling to me. It was... There were various messengers that let me know that it was possible, and when I I tuned into my intuition, when I tuned into my heart, even amidst the fear, I knew it was something I wanted to step into, and it just was a reminder for me, and and I hope in a way sharing this story, a reminder for you that when we tap into the listening, the listening to the signals around us, the messengers around us, as well as those messages aligned with our own internal knowingness, our own internal truth, our own heart and gut. And we get beyond the waves of our mind, you know, the turbulent waters sometimes of our anxious mind. We can tap into that truth, that knowing, that true knowing within. And in doing so, we can be guided uh, by a deeper place, by a deeper knowing to that which most serves us. And that led me as well to this morning. And this morning at 6 a.m., I had um, an individual healing with a man, uh, a curandero from Peru. It involved no uh, entheogenic medicines. It was simply a healing of... Heart and mind, um, a blessing. And I have been contending with um, certain traumas, if you will, um, that have been with me since childhood, certain dark energies that, I, that have come back to me in my mind. And I, as I step into this next chapter of life, as I look to call forward my, my queen and my future family, I recognize that I needed to close that energy, close that chapter, heal that trauma, if you will. And I've done a great deal of challenging work in a variety of contexts uh, to confront and contend with uh, those energies and those stories, those experiences, those traumas. But I had heard of this man uh, from several friends who had done work with him in Peru. And I had heard such incredible things about him and his humility and his power and his song. Uh, An incredible, incredible musician. And his Icaros, his prayers are rumored to be of the most resonant and powerful um, from those who have had the pleasure to sit with him and and do work. And he just happened to be in Tulum and was, in fact, leaving this morning at nine in the morning. And he was nearly an hour away. And my, again, my egoic mind was uh, highly content to simply say, oh, you know, I... You know, I don't need to do that. I, you know, you know, it's it seems like a you know a hassle. I don't want to inconvenience them. I, you know, um, I can do without it. I just had this incredible experience over the weekend. I'm 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 good. But somehow it 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 came to me again in that in that way that the messenger comes to you. Where I was sitting at uh, lunch with my friend Jason Silva. And a woman, I had noticed her combo scars, which is a uh, powerful uh, frog medicine from the the Amazon. And she came over to me and started sharing this music uh, from this man. Uh, William is his name. And as she played the music, I somehow recognized something in it that was a calling, that was a a grace. And I knew that I had to uh, somehow work with this man And so I had left town and I actually came back with the intention of working with this man who I've never met. But again, in the listening to this calling, these messengers that come to us with opportunities, I reached out and I spoke at length to this man, William's wife, and I shared with her some of these deep traumas and some of these things that had come up for me, um, not only my own energies, but energies of others that I've held, if you will, or sat with or processed through, um, in doing some deep ceremonial work. Um, uh, during limpias, for example, um, in, in, uh, some work with ayahuasca, um, a woman had shared with me some d- deep childhood wounds and, um, before the ceremony and that energy stayed with me and when they did the women's limpia I had a flashback that was extraordinarily um, challenging and traumatizing um, about you know of the, th- those things that no child or, or young person should ever experience and I had a full vision of it and if you will that energy moved through me whilst that cleaning that cleansing that limpia was happening But I never felt that I fully had closed that door, that I had fully reconciled those energies, that I had fully released that energy. And so in sharing that experience with this woman, um, she felt called to speak with William and do uh, Olympia, uh, a a private healing to close those energies and those chapters, And my intention was to not only close those energies, but to step into a place of love, to step into a place of calling forward um, my future queen and my future children from a place of love. And so this morning I confronted my fear and at at dawn met with this incredibly beautiful man and his wife and, and beautiful daughter newborn uh, daughter, and as I sat there receiving this medicine, receiving this prayer, receiving this incredibly beautiful song, I broke down and and I cried because it was so hard to to hold the beauty of, of this energy which was directed towards me probably like some of you, I, I didn't feel somehow worthy of of receiving this this energy of, of prayer and, and beauty. But yet at the same time, it felt like a homecoming, if you will. And I felt the energy of my father who had recently passed. And even of myself as a baby being nurtured by my mother and and I felt and, and saw, uh, if you will, flowers uh, coming from the crown of my head and these, these hummingbirds um, flying out like a, like a call to the queen. And again, none of this was, uh, there was no, there was nothing, I was totally sober, uh, but it was inducing a vision that is the possibility of, of a true curandero, of a true, of a true prayer. And it was such a grace a grace, such a graceful blessing, such a a gift and in hearing this song in receiving this cleansing, I closed a door I closed a door to the thoughts that don't serve me to the energies I blessed uh, the people who I had had challenging experiences with people whom perhaps I've been a victim to, as well as those who I may have hurt uh, unintentionally. I closed those doors, I closed that energy, so that I could move on, move beyond any sense of guilt, of shame, and move into a place of possibility. And what came to me in the morning was that I was held and guided by spirits, and that. I should embrace the heart and share from the heart. And so often I feel I am guided to share by the head, by the intellect. But what came to me was a very clear message that it was my calling to share from the heart and so in this instance even amidst my self judgment of oh man people are going to think i lost the map or you know you know who is this guy he's talking about all these things you know you know the woo woo concepts etc amidst all those self judgments amidst that resistance i'm sharing from my heart because i know many of you like me are going through challenges are going through uh, a dark night of the soul, are going through the darkness, are in the mud, if you will. And so, to you, I want to share that there are tools, there are guides, if you listen, that will help illuminate the path, and uh, will help illuminate your way. And if you're listening, I hope that these these words are soothing. That the message uh, lands with you well, lands with you in a good way, in a beautiful way. And I've been guided through my own challenges to some extraordinarily powerful medicine and ceremonies. You know, cacao ceremony here, the Temescal, the the ceremony with the, the sacred Mexican uh, peyote cactus, the jiquiri, and to a private healing, blessing, if you will, um... With the indigenous and a reconnection with nature, uh, a reconnection to the sacredness that is nature and that is us because we are nature, we are uh, connected, we are interdependent. And that's amidst the challenges, I think, one of the things that this pandemic is showing us that the breath of someone on one side of the world can affect the livelihoods of everyone else, that we are inextricably linked that we are interdependent and interconnected. And I think that's something that the indigenous have known and have held as, as sacred guardians of, of the land, of, of the nature, of, of the sacred fires, the sacred waters, that many of us have at times forgotten. And so I am reminded in the beauty of the song, in the beauty of the ikaros, in the beauty of the, the music, that when we share with intention our guidedness to, to, to serve and to heal one another, to, to be of service, to connect with our fellow brothers and sisters in a way that helps to illuminate the path, that we can use that interconnectedness, we can use that interdependence to help lift each other up and so i share with you humbly a bit of my experience um if if ever any of this resonates you know feel free to reach out um one of the beauties is even down here i had someone come up to me and they said you don't know me but i know you i've been listening to the podcast i i feel like i know you um and it was such a gift, such a blessing. We wound up having such an incredible conversation. And so I love that these little seeds are starting to, to, to bear fruit. And um, my intention in the coming year is to share more from my heart and to share more um, connected people that I think can be of service to you, hopefully medicine to you in your journey. So with that, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for being a part of this community. And if ever I can be of service, please let me know. I'm sending love and gratitude to you on the path to your journey. May it be beautiful. May it be filled with light. May it be filled with love. And thank you for listening.